Hello, everyone. Rebecca Reinhardt here, the unintentional porn star. Yes, you heard that right. Last season, we took you through the logistical side of what it was like having a personal sex tape posted online without my consent. This season, I want to focus on healing. I hope that through my story, I can just inspire you to become the best version of yourself because you are amazing. So let's talk, shall we? Let's talk Tufts Talks. Just a personal disclaimer that I am not an expert on any of these topics, and I do encourage you to go reach out for some real help if you need it. There is nothing wrong with reaching out for help, and in fact, it has helped me get to where I am today. I can't wait for us to go through this podcast, and I am losing breath. Here we go. I did do, I, I did go um, to the park this week to do a meditation, a guided meditation and workshop for a friend's birthday. And that was really lovely. It was nice uh-huh. to get you a and, Huh? You led that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, how about you? What's going on over there? Um, um. Well, I might include this in this actually, because I'm sure we'll talk about it um, at some point, but I actually have a fibroid that's so big on my uterus. It's like been pushing on my bladder for so long. And also it's blocking the tubes to my kidneys. Okay. Like not full blockage, but it's like, it's like, yeah, not so great. So I've been like, actually like my life is awesome. Podcast is going well. I'm working on a documentary. It's going super well. Um, you know, like community, wherever I can find it, all that feels well, but then it almost feels like my body's actually like lagging behind in a sense. And like, I can feel my kidneys are tired. I I don't know if it's like adrenal fatigue. Like I just, I can feel it's working to, you know, support itself and it's, I'm being called to rest and keep resting and like nourish and breathe into the area and um so it's it's like a it's been an interesting mix of like my energy is like I'm ready to work I'm so pumped and then my body's going like huh not yet like (laughs) there's still something major that is sitting in you that needs to be cleared and so I'm like working and I'm I'm so excited to even to like talk through this more but like I'm working to understand the emotional side of that um build up in my uterus and um, yeah, actually, if you don't mind, can I go on a little bit about this and then we'll talk about some other yeah, stuff. Go for it. So when I first found out, um, the results from my ultrasound, I, and they said it was like a fibroid and that, um, it just, I didn't know the extremity of it. Like I have to get it surgically removed. Basically it's so big, but I didn't know that at this point, but I threw myself into the bath and I started sobbing. And I was just like, what it felt like was it felt like womanhood weighing down and like the patriarchy, like it it just felt like I got like abused and like, that's a big term, but I kind of was, you know, like it, it felt like all of that was coming up and it wasn't necessarily about the fibroid itself. It was literally like, I felt the weight of the world being a woman. And I felt so sad and I felt like it was a bigger thing. And it it just was, I was allowing myself to go there and just see what was going to come up. And so I think that there's, you know, for me, a lot of work that I have to clear um, moving forward in terms of like releasing any anger or resentment and, and finding a way to make this purpose as a woman 
Um, ooh, women, women, women. <laughs> um, but finding this purpose as a woman and making it feel a part of my soul and making it feel like a beautiful wave of inspiration. And like, I need to find a way to embody this sense of purpose um, and connection in a very different manner. You know, I have to let go of the old narrative. So, um, yeah, it's been the body actually, because we're going to be talking about the body stuff has been really loud for me, like very loud. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I, how have you been, um, what have you been practicing to explore this? The, the, you said you, you're more, you're interested in exploring the emotional meaning of that. Um, do you have any practices to, to try and, and understand like the symbolic meaning of that? And, um, I, I'm starting on that path and I am actually unsure where and where, to, what, what to do, but things are dropping into my life bit by bit. And then today was, I was like, Whoa, interesting timing. But, um, so I have my life coach on call basically with me as I work through this. Um, and so I can talk through any like emotional side. Um, and then in terms of like the body, I, I heard something about even like getting castor oil with like a towel and a heating pad to help with the actual like physical inflammation. Yes. And then my, fr I ran into a friend yesterday and so beautifully, like just, just happened. And she was like, Oh, kidneys. She's like, I think that represents like fear and like holding back and not taking full step forward. She's like, I'm going to send you something. So she's sending me, um, is it Qigong? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. So she's sending me this like teacher online that deals with like kidneys. So I'm, to be honest, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I just know I'm open to exploring. And so, um, yeah. 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 Um, this, this part of attending to, to the physical body to, to give it comfort is so important because it will, um, send it the message that it's safe to, to release any information that you, you haven't had access to yet. So I would say definitely continue on your <laughs> pursuit and like how you can bring comfort to the pain and just to the area that you know is experiencing this. And, and also maybe, um, you know, like sometimes we think like it's great that we do of course, like parts of the body are related with um, aspects of our lives. Um, but it's interesting too, because we all carry those, the, the, those imageries mm -hmm. in our unconscious. Um, even if we don't go like on Google to look up, you know, like what do kidneys mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, you, can, you can still um, just write, write about what, it, what, it, what is the symbolism for you. Mm. What is the symbolism of that area of your body for you? What it represents, what it does for you, what it doesn't do for you, what, um, how it was abused or how it wasn't and all of those things. And, and start bringing that information from the body out so you can work with it. That made me, when you said, like, I, I could almost cry when you said, like, allow that part of your body to feel safe to, like, speak almost in a sense right like I was like oh and so I feel I know that she's wanting to say more 
you know? And so that really helped even like me. So like, thank you for that. Um, because I, I know there's more to hear and there's more to love and there's more to nurture. And, um, I think that even the journaling might be like a really cool idea to start and see how it goes. But, um, no, thank you. I, it's so weird. I, I knew, I didn't like, I knew we were talking. It's been in my schedule. I knew what it was about, but only this morning I was talking to a friend on, on FaceTime that I was like, oh my gosh, the timing of this is unreal. And I was just like, of course, of course. Um, so I love that. I'm going to keep this as it is in the podcast. And I would love now for you to introduce um, yourself. I get everyone to introduce themselves because whatever's feeling that you want to share is there. I can link you in to the bottom. And also, I also put your um, Instagram handle on the title of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you want to share a bit about yourself and, you know, what you're wanting to express here today, that would be amazing. Okay. Um, do you want me to say my name? Or <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can say your name. Instagram handle would be awesome. And then just like okay. your, yeah. Okay, so my name is Annalise. Um, my Instagram handle is a little weird. It's my uh, my name, but my name is not the easiest. Um, so it will be helpful that you're going to have this. Okay, <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> and then there is a new page that I just created, um, a professional page called Embodied Creatures. So that's a little easier. <laughs> um, um, I work with meditation, mindfulness mostly, and expressive arts. And I've been very interested in embodied mindfulness, in really being aware of this connection between the subjective layers and the objective layers. And, and through the expressive arts, making this, building this bridge between one and the other. Um, what we were talking about, about bringing the information that it's um, stored in the body, because we all, we all have information from our whole lives stored in the body and in the unconscious. Like uh, the, the, what we have in the conscious mind is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. And through um, a meditation, mindfulness, the, the building of awareness, and, and, and the practice of expressive arts, um, which is... Um, deeply connected with um, fully being embodied, fully fully experiencing the world through the body, which is what it's here for. <laughs> um, it really, it really um, makes that, that builds that bridge um, so we can access this information that we um, are not yet aware of. And this is so, it's so prevalent right now. And yet I'm, personally so shocked that it's only clicking up for us as like a collective in a really big way like of course it's been there of course people have been conscious of this but this is becoming more of a conversation of like your body is speaking to you you know and um so like thank you for being you because we need guidance like you know tapping into the body and then the fact that you're using expressive arts, like it almost sounds like, you know, you're taking all of this, what's going on up here, you're bringing it back into the body. And not only are you listening to your body, but then you're allowing it to express itself out and release it. And so then you can shift and change and grow. And so um, like, oh, so much gratitude for, for who you are and what you're doing 
because even me personally right now, I want to like jump to you and be like, okay, like help, you know? So I know if I'm feeling that, then many people are, are definitely feeling that. And so like, yay, (laughs) we're here. You know, it really just, um, I really just became aware of it because of my own experience. And I think that's why, um, of course, as you said, more and more people are becoming aware of it, but we just have to, um, invite that possibility in, you know, and try something that is uncomfortable, um, it's yeah. uncomfortable to explore the, the body. It's uncomfortable to explore the pain that we feel, the discomfort. Um, it's uncomfortable to explore all this information that starts coming up that a lot of times we have um, repressed unconsciously to keep us safe. So how do we do that um, in a safe space? How do we do that without harming ourselves and I really only became aware of it when I was um, dealing with um, pain and not only um, psychological and emotional pain but also physical pain that is a manifestation of um, this imbalance in the the mental and in the emotional body Mm so you know if um, and and we, we tend to to attached to the concept of the emotions. Um, I I always tell people, you know, like we hear a lot nowadays that you just have to feel your feelings and it's true, but how do we do that? How do you, how do we feel our feelings? Right. Uh, How do we also feel our feelings in a way that is um, healthy and skillful that will actually bring this shift, this this transformation that we are looking for. And, we attach so much to, to just the concept of each emotion, you know, like we might feel anger and attach to that idea that anger will make me violent, will make me aggressive. And, and that's the concept that we have of it. And if we don't attach to the concept, if, if we don't let the, the emotion um, move up to the mind, we can work with it in the body and work with the energy of it. What is the energy of anger? It's action, it's strong, it's, it's, it's powerful. And it can, if we, we can learn how to let it exist in the body and, and run its full course in the body rather than allowing it to inform our behavior. It's it almost make sense. <laughs> 100%. It's almost like you're releasing the judgment yes. from yes. the emotion. And you're saying, you know, for me personally, I've been practicing like, what I do right now still is I put myself in the bath because like, I'm like my naked self, literally, you know, there's nothing around me. I don't bring anything with me. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, what is, what's going on? Why are we feeling anxious? Why are we feeling angry? And it's, it's coming at it with like a different sense of like, I love you. Thank you for being here. What's your message? And, and you're right. Like not being like, oh, I'm angry. That means I'm going to break things and hurt people and do this. And I'm a bad person. And I'm, and I'm a crazy person. You know, it's none of that. It's like, it's literally here to, tell you and guide you through something that either, you know, that you just have to move through. If, if it's something that maybe doesn't feel right or something that's triggering you from the past, it's like it, the, the emotions and the, and the way it moves through us is truly a gift. And to be able to shift the perception and the perspective into that non-judgment loving place yeah. really allows you to take it in your mind, body, soul, world, and sort of then be able to look at it and be like, 
okay, so this is awesome. Actually, this anger is really beautiful. How can I, how, um, what am I trying to say? Like, how can I use it or something? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about my experience right now and how can I use this energy um, without letting it inform my behavior necessarily. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that you can uh, tap into that energy when you are dancing. You know, like it's a, it's a very powerful way of shifting energy from the body and releasing it. It's through movement, you know. And the, the thing with the judgment, that's the main thing. And that's where my, the mindfulness practice enters. Um, John Kabat-Zinn has this, because we, we have nowadays mindful, mindfulness is such like a, like a word that everybody uses. And um, a lot of people have different um, definitions for it. But John Kabat-Zinn uses the definition that mindfulness is the awareness that arises when we um, purposely pay attention moment by moment without judgment. And without judgment is the main ingredient there. Mm-hmm. And it's the hardest for us to do because we tend to feel the, the icky feelings and judge ourselves for feeling it because we attach to the concept that we have learned from it, as you were saying, you know? Like, if I am feeling jealous, I'm a bad person because a good person do not feel jealousy, you know? And <laughs> I'm going, right? I'm going. I get so passionate. I'm, I'm from Brazil, you all. <laughs> we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I let the emotion move through my body and it just comes out. Oh, of I'm loving this. So this is amazing. Um, um, yeah, keep going. If there's more, if there's more sitting, you keep going. Um, the, the one thing that I do pay a lot of attention to, and I ask people to do, is language. You know, and uh, connecting with what I just said that I'm from Brazil. I notice how here we say that um, I am angry. You know. In Brazil, when, when we translate the, the, the same um, expression, it becomes, I am with anger. And we talk on Haiva. I am with anger. Ah. So anger is here. It's oh. not me. It's not a part of who I am. Ah. It's here. And then I can sit with it and I can have a conversation with it and understand what it's here to teach me, what it's here to show me. Like jealousy, you know, like envy. I have, exp- like, in this, the beginning of the year, my best friend was, like, my, my soul sister, she was here, and we have this very, like, it's a mirror, our relationship, it's a mirror, we are very similar, and sometimes we kind of, like, you know, um, uh, the energy gets a little um, competitive, it can, it can get competitive, again, like, things that we have learned how to be and how to deal, like, from, you know, our upbringing, and the good thing is that the good, I don't like using that word, but the, the positive, <laughs> the, the, another word that I'm trying to shift, see the language thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, the, it's helpful that we have like a very open conversation so we can talk about those things. But it did, um, I felt this sense of envy at some point about something that she's about to do. And I sat with it rather than feeling like, of course, the first, okay, so the first um, I'm human. So the first yeah. um, response, that reaction, actually, that I, I felt in me was, um, oh, what kind of friend am I if I am experiencing mm-hmm. envy, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I understood. I'm like, no, no, no. Wait, let's see what this is telling me. Mm-hmm. And it was telling me that what she is doing for herself, I am wanting for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I am not happy for her, 
And if I just see that it's that 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 emotion is coming up because that's something that I need to put more attention to in my life, then I can make the space to be happy for her without attaching to that. Oh, if I am feeling this, if this is here, then it means that I am bad or that I'm not happy for her. And then you create you create space. We create a space. That's the practice: creating space around whatever it is that we are feeling noticing what it is that we are feeling and creating space for it and a beautiful way to create space for it is noticing it in the body before we attach meaning it cognitively before we attach meaning it with the mind how does it feel in my body like what is the sense the physical sensation rather than what it what i believe that this means right wow two things blew my mind in that the fact that what you just said about feeling it in the body before placing meaning to it. Holy moly. That to me personally is very, so important and beautiful because I was almost thinking about it as taking it from the mind into the body, which can happen. Like, I feel like it's going to be a different experience every time. There's going to be a different type of um, sign or, or droplet or whatever to tell you something, but it's interesting. I almost feel like I want to now practice the other side of like, okay, the body's saying this, um, great. Like, let's just, let's hold it. Let's hold it. And that for me, the, my journey is like, hold it and love it. That's where that's my like mantra, I guess, or my narrative around that is like, I'm going to hold you and I'm going to love you and accept you. And, um, that then releases judgment The other thing that really, really resonated because I've been sitting here thinking about society and like, how the heck did we get here? And um, the the way that you said, even the language difference of like, I have anger versus I am angry. That almost to me clicked into like a societal um, 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 perspective of like, we do, we say, I am anger. And then you're like, oh my gosh, if I'm an angry, I'm an angry person now. Oh my gosh. Like I associate with being angry and it's like, Ooh, yeah. That's like, we've put a lot of pressure on ourselves, um, with these emotions and, oh my goodness, when they're, when they are such gifts, but it's such an attack. Sometimes I feel like emotions and like my feeling of what I've heard from people or what I sense from people is like an emotions and attack, like don't bring it near me. Right. This is not safe to feel this, whether it's even love, like even love people are like, Nope. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> because it's, it's fear, obviously not love that real love doesn't, you know, anyways, but the, the, the point is, is that I have this anger. Yeah. I'm with it. It's- I'm with it. And, and I, I have joy and, you know, and we are all aspects and that literally emotion emotions are almost to me, like just in a flow of energy. That's it. And they're just these little messages to you that like, something's off, babe, like take it in and feel what it is. And then, you know, and, and, and work with it because it's such, to me, I see power behind that. And maybe mm. it's not even off. Maybe there's nothing off, mm. you know, like maybe it's just, it's just a response. Ah. Just a response. There's nothing off. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's, that's something else too. Like, as you were saying, like we attach to the, to the unpleasant ones, 
And it's so hard for us to attach to the pleasant ones, you know, like I am generosity, I am compassion, I am love. Mm. So let's shift to that. And 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 sometimes it's it's not there's nothing off, like there's nothing wrong. You know, there's no wrong and no right, no bad and no good. It's just whatever is here now. And what and if we just shift to what is this here to show me? What is this here teaching me? Then we don't have to um, um, push anything away. We don't have to um, what, what's the, what's the word? Be um, have this aversion towards some mm. some feelings and this craving towards other other feelings. You know, the pleasant ones. We can just accept whatever comes, like you were saying, just hold it with love, just mm-hmm. knowing that all of them have like a the, this this wealth of wisdom to 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 bring to us like this this um load of information wow that they are carrying and and sometimes it's the, the, that's just it like there's nothing off like i'm just feeling this right now and, mm-hmm. and and that's okay like it's not gonna be here forever it's here now it's not gonna be here forever just don't panic you know um if it's feeling really uncomfortable in your body do something with your body rather than getting in your mind and like judging yourself for feeling that you know like really it it feels um where is the tension you know like we were we were talking the first time we we uh, chatted where is where is the contraction where is my body contracting let's observe that let's observe where that emotion is blocking my it is getting blocked in my body and and let's do it through breath let's do it through movement you know rather than Again, attaching and like uh, 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 <laughs> repeating myself over and over, but it's just so important. Totally. No, and I need to hear this over and over again. So, no, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, oh, you said some really beautiful things in there. Um, give me one second with this. Oh, it's okay. Uh, oh, one thing that came up as you were talking is that, you know, sometimes I I, I experience or sense or feel um, that there's an odd expectation of like some formula that if one person does this, everyone's going to feel anger towards them. Um, whereas every single soul, and bear with me as I work through this, but every single soul has its own journey, its own purpose, its own flow, its own like day-to-day activities. And so, you know, when you said as an example that your friend did something and it made you feel like envious, it's like not everyone's going to experience that same anger with the same situation. And my point being is that I sometimes feel like as a society, we place, like if you become famous, everyone's going to, um, uh, I don't know, attack you online. Like it, it becomes this like global thing that everyone has signed up to participate in when it's like, no, every situation is going to sit differently with every single person, which is why to pay attention to your own, your own side, your own soul, your own emotions, your own feelings, your own body to be like, what is this circumstance actually doing to me? Instead of just following along with what other people are saying it should do or will do. Right. And um, I don't know, I'm feeling very much wanting to talk about that because I feel like I'm, I'm receiving that a lot. Like I feel like, so one thing I'm doing, um, in my personal life is I'm moving through a relationship 
in a way that most people are like, what are you doing? You should be blocking this person. You should be like, you know, do like, do this. This is the only right way to do this. And I was talking to my life coach being like, this doesn't feel right for me. Um, I know that everyone says I should block this person that hurt me, but like my, my journey wants to face this. My journey wants to be heard. My journey wants to nurture this. My journey wants to figure out what this means. My journey wants to go into this with like full openness and full awareness. Like I'm not going in as an ignorant person. And I think that again, that's another judgment that might, that I'm even placing on myself of like, just let yourself do what you need to do. And I have to tell you, I have been leaning into myself and boy, do I feel amazing. Yes. Yes. You feel authentic, right? Yes. And it's like, (laughs) it's nobody else's journey. My life coach is the one um, at Empowered Living. I'll I'll link her in as well, but it's nobody's journey except your own. And, and so like, listen and and if it's out of love and respect for yourself and then all of course for other people then like yes yeah. and where are all these people who have been successfully with this formula before like where where is the success in avoiding you know further suffering exactly. and <laughs> i don't see it you know um, yeah. because there is no like there there, there can't be as you were saying like we all have our backgrounds we all have our stories we all have developed um, ways um to both protect ourselves and ways that we um feel safer in 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 dealing um with our experience and the way you feel safer in dealing with your experience might not be the way I do so I can't be here um <laughs> in Portuguese we actually say cagando regra which <laughs> I'm gonna try to translate it it's basically like shitting norms mm-hmm. like I can't be here shitting norms for your life yeah I don't even know what 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 are the norms for my life? You know, like I'm still trying. I'm st- I mean, we are constantly trying to figure out because there is n- there is no one rule for 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 every experience, and that's why it, again, like that's where like, again mindfulness come and comes and, and and embodiment and like really really allowing that experience to to exist fully and our response to be for that experience rather than for everything else that's happened before or that mm-hmm. we think is going to happen after or that someone told us that's the way to do no let's 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 face moment by moment as, as mm-hmm. things appear you know otherwise we create a bunch of problems for ourselves that we don't really need to to carry mm-hmm. it's so true and i i always just picturing like each of us as like a little speck, just like floating in the air. Like we're all these individual, beautiful little specks that work together and join together. And it's like the mind, body, soul is going to be experiencing things at different times in different ways. And just like the more that you honor that and practice that sort of like unified um, feeling and, and like, um, I want to use words like empowerment and like freedom and joy and like, and, and joy, I don't mean just a one-sided joy. Joy, I mean embracing every part of a situation, whether it, you know, is the anger side that we tend to associate with negative. Like if you bring all of that in with you and like just live with it and like express with it and take it in, then it's like, that's life. Like how freaking amazing is it to exist? Like 
there's a song that I put on one, another podcast episode that literally is saying like, we are so lucky to exist. Oh yeah. It's such a miracle. It's so, it's just, and, and, you know, um, it's so much easier for us to notice what's not working. It's so Mm. much easier for us to notice when our bodies are in Mm. pain than to notice when they are feeling good. Um, where they are feeling pleasant mm-hmm. sensations because they are much more subtle. And also because when things are just, you know, going well, we don't stop to actually like mm-hmm. take it in. We are just, you know, living, existing, floating around, being happy. And there is um, a, linking up again with what you were saying about being able and, and practicing holding everything with the same curi- I think it's the same curiosity that we need to bring, you know, it's the same compassion as if we were like holding a child, you know, you don't, you hold a child that is crying the same way that you hold a cry- a, a child that, that, that is, you know, smiling. You're not going to just hit the child that is crying because it won't stop crying. You know, you're going to still hold it and and rock it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So why not do that with the unpleasant emotions and sensations that we feel and create space around it? And and, um, where I was going with it, with this, I was going somewhere. Oh, that's okay. Take a second. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's basically it, you know. Um, Oh, I remember. Um, it's so much easier for us to just to just uh, notice what's not going well. So I think it's also a practice that we can actively um, um, commit ourselves to doing. Like, what's right? You know, what what is what is working well? What's good? Where where does my body feel good? Where do I feel that openness? Um, when what if, what it is that I do that makes me feel um, in 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 myself in my power home with me, home in my body. Um, it's, it's, it's so important because it's, it's in that practice that we start creating awareness around um, those very subtle um, feelings um, and, 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 and the beauty and the poetry of the, 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 the things that are all around us, you know, rather than being focusing so much on, on what's not going well, what's not going the way I wanted. And okay, here's where I was going. Um, with the holding everything with the same curiosity and with the same compassion, we can build this, this sort of equanimity, you know, like of accepting the pleasant, the unpleasant and the neutral mm-hmm. um, in the same way. And with that equanimity, it comes joy and you can have the joy even when you are, you know, um, drowning in shit. You can still experience joy because you're going to look outside and you're going to see a hummingbird kissing a flower. And you just, that will bring you joy because you understand how beautiful that is and that it's part of you too. Because, you know, you are part of that. We are, we are all <laughs> part of this one organism that's breathing. I literally was putting my hands in the air being like, whoop, whoop, as she was talking. <laughs> so, um, oh, it's, it's so true. And, and, and from personal experience, it's, it's so interesting to me that, that we have to practice what it feels like to feel good, which we do. I have had to practice that. And, and, and I, we just have to practice noticing because it's here. And, and, and the more that I practice it, the more powerful and, and joyful and, and, and full I like, hmm, what am I trying to say? My 
I'm going to put this in like terminology of positive negative, you know, even though we've just discussed what that it's like, they're just here to exist, but just for the audience members that maybe aren't on the same level or whatever, don't understand what the hell is going on or whatever, but like the positive emotions actually like they feel better. They, I feel more alive. I feel more in tune. I feel more powerful. I feel more vibrational. I feel more able to work harder. I feel able to love more. And, and, um, it has, it has, I almost had to separate it for a bit to be like, okay, what doesn't feel good? What does feel good? Practice the good for a bit. This isn't sitting right fully, but then, so then it can, it can all work together. And, um, and the amount of like, expansion and joy that I feel is like, oh my gosh, it is so powerful. It's so beautiful. And like, that is when I notice a leaf that looks like it's glistening in the sunshine. Like that is when I notice that someone's feeling hurt and that's okay. I love them. I want to give them a hug and ask them if they're okay. That's when I'm in the space to look at myself and be like, oh, you're feeling so hurt, angry, sad right now. Like, oh, it's so beautiful. I love you. I'm here with you. Like in that expansiveness, in that, ah, I can't even describe the feeling. It's so big and beautiful is when all of these in quotations, positive, negative things work together and become this like, ah, I don't even show much. (laughs) That's part of one thing. It's all part of one thing. Which is life. Like, we are just living life, you know, and life is beautiful. Life is important. Every single one of us has a purpose on this earth. Absolutely. But it's also like, again, we're just a floating speck. Yes. Like just enjoy that little float. It's going to be a wild ride sometimes people like, you know, and our, our smallness can, can feel really uh, discouraging and at the same time really wonderful you know Mm -hmm. we are just as a speck in the middle of this huge earth that it for for you know astronauts that go outside and look at it they get like I forgot what they call but it's this perspective that even earth is just so small and Mm -hmm. um, for some people you go you can go to the oh our lives are so insignificant but um we can also choose. And again, like it's what you were talking about, choosing what we want to see, choosing what mm-hmm. we want to focus on. We can also choose in like how precious it is that such like a delicate um, 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 organism can, can experience all of this, can experience everything that we experience and with so much intensity and to experience everything in its fullness we have to be okay with welcoming the uncomfortable with welcoming the unpleasant you know we can't just want to have the the pleasant and the yummy and the delicious Mm -hmm. it's it's not how it works Mm -hmm. we wouldn't even have the capacity to understand that if we didn't have something to compare (laughs) It's the duality of it. And and whether you talk about yin yang, whether you talk about science and like um, whatever you gravitate towards in terms of duality, it's like they're really, the two need to exist (laughs) too. The abundance of all these things need to exist again. (laughs) In between (laughs) and all around. (laughs) You're right. Like we are literally just here almost as, as nothingness, but yet we are a part of this universe that we still don't fully understand and like both sides are important both sides are beautiful and yes both are 
um, I'm going to put in quotations again, right. Because I don't want to label it anything, but like, yes. Yeah. Like all of that is so awesome. Like, yeah, you're a like little speck in this big universe that really means nothing. Yeah. Cool. That's amazing. And then yet you're also so important because your particles are linked in with the energy of the world of the universe. And so what you do absolutely affects everything around you. So, you know, and I like that you said choice too. I think a lot of the people, a lot of people that I talk to that tend to gravitate towards the, we are nothing. There's no point. It's like, yes, absolutely. Um, but it's like, you also, like you said, have a choice to also see the other side and kind of just like, okay, like, let's see how this feels for a second. It's a choice. We have a choice in how we live in this world and exist in this world and feel well and, and choose to move forward with how we feel from everything being given to us. Right. So, Ooh, Ooh, we are already here. Right. We are already here. Like what's good is it going to do that? We just just you know um surrender to all oh, this is it's nothing and it's pointless so i'm just gonna you know go under my rock and um wait for death to come like it will come yeah so you might as well enjoy because there is so much to enjoy you know yeah. while it doesn't come so we are already here we might as well make the best of it and by making the best of it i don't mean like you know being in, in a constant float uh, uh, state of um, bliss because that's just insane that doesn't exist it, it well and that's also work. to me like the drugs addiction like people get so the people that I find have that sort of like I just going to die in a rock are the ones that try and seek like they're they, they don't see that they're actually subconsciously seeking that other side as well so it's like you can choose to have that in any way if you want to choose drugs great good for you like this is your life love you for it do what you need to do but, and you can actually find that joy and that purpose and that elation and that um the scientific like um uplift in your hormones like you can find that in ways without any substance and with just awareness and love and all these like things so it's like it is a choice and it's just and, and, you know, you can choose to like, nothing's wrong with being like, I'm just going to exist under a rock and die. Okay, perfect. Like there's space for that. You know, if that's what you choose, I love you for it. It's beautiful. Maybe that's your purpose. Maybe that person's purpose in choosing to sit under a rock and die is helping an example, helping me see that there's so much joy and it makes me passion to be like, no, like life is awesome. Like there's a purpose for everything. And and I, I've been really thinking about that in the last few months that, you know, our souls, our, our, our time here is there. We really are special. Every single one of us is so special. And that's the premise too of this like podcast in a way is like, you are amazing. And I like, it's so genuinely, like I'm drooling when I say that because every single soul is amazing and every single soul has a different soul body and mind. And then, you know, this brings me to you too, where it's like, we are, thank you because we need you because this body awareness and this moving through the body and expressing it is like, is exactly where this universe is at. And we are like, again, I said this earlier, but we are craving the guidance in that because this is something as a collective that we're becoming aware of and talking about more and becoming um, increasingly more curious about and excited about. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> we get really sick by neglecting the body, right? Like oh, uh, yeah. what you were saying about, you know, like when we, and we all like self-medicate in our own ways. Um, some people heavier than ha more heavily than others. 
And of course, it's not, I don't think it's like a, a per se a choice to have an, an addiction problem. That's 100% not what I'm saying. Mm. Um, but um, I do believe that by neglecting the body, we, we the, the develop, uh, not because we want to, but because that's just how mm. physiologically and energetically mostly it works. Um, we develop all these um, blockages and, and illnesses and tightness and tension. And then we feel just so shitty in our bodies that we, uh, and, and we don't know what to do with it because, you know, we don't have the, um, the knowledge. We, we, we haven't had, um, we haven't been exposed to like the idea that we can actually heal through the body. So, uh, and, and, and rely on the wisdom, the, the, our inner wisdom to, 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 to do that. So which we, we self-medicate, we, we recur, we, we go to alcohol and drugs and, and an attempt to make our bodies feel a little better and our minds feel and a little Advil better. And like Advil and, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. When in truth, like we can, ju- we can, focus our our attention on mm-hmm. the body how it's feeling and why right okay, let's explore why let's explore where is this coming from there's so much compassion behind that like you took what I said and I I it's so interesting I definitely caught myself placing judgment in a way the way I was speaking so I appreciate the compassion that you just threw into there um to be like, you know, we just sometimes don't know. And, um, so I, I like, as you were speaking, I was like, Oh dang. Like, I just love that you did that. So thank you for bringing that compassion to it because I think that compassion that you're sharing for us all is something that we can take in and practice for ourselves as well. As we move through these like illnesses and signs that have, you know, built up in our bodies and, Um, all the perceptions that we've taken on to ourselves that sit in our bodies, like it literally, you're right. Like it can show up either in a specific area or, you know, in, in energy in your body. And it's like, okay, like, let's, let's, let's look at this. Let's talk to it. You know, I'm going to practice journaling. I feel like I have a lot of work to do with my um, femininity and the, um, my purpose and all of that within the body. And I will be reaching out to you if there's anything too, because I'm going to need some guidance on this. Um, yeah, I would I, love to offer you to like, a, um, an expressive arts session. I think you would have a lot of value from it. Which is so interesting because, um, I haven't been dancing as much yeah. and it's not, it's not because I don't know how, and it's not because I know <laughs> it doesn't help. I think the reason I haven't been is because I want to explore all these other other avenues. Like for me, dance, I almost danced not knowing what I was doing and I didn't understand the power behind it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that yeah. I had this passion for dance that led me through more than I knew. Um, and so I feel like now um, I almost want to express myself artistically and in life in, in different ways. So yeah. um yeah it's it's I've been kind of just watching myself out of curiosity being like wow why haven't you been dancing as much it's because I'm like well I'm a human I have different sides and that's okay yeah and like nature of course nature is a healing thing you hear that all the time it's possibly overused maybe but truly being in nature has been that dance like that's what it feels like to me when I go into nature I'm like oh I'm dancing right now like it's the same sort of connection and openness and like I don't know 
tangible yeah. juiciness that I can feel. So yes, yeah. yeah. Um, whatever. <clears throat> sorry, whatever. Um, whatever allows you to be really present, right? Is for me a meditative practice. So mm-hmm. dance can be that for you, or a walk can be that for you. When you're really noticing what's around you, and when you're really noticing what's happening with you while you're doing it doing the dishes can be a, can be that practice when you really notice what's happening when you really notice the sensation of the water hitting our hands and so on you know so that oh, there is so much to explore and i i do understand what you're um talking about dance and i think i can relate with it with um i, I mean I've, i've been making art my whole life and at some points i lost touch with it because it wasn't coming and then i realized later on that it wasn't really coming from a place of authenticity because i was so attached to an outcome and mm-hmm. i think when you have for example you have the 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 technical training for dance sometimes it can come from that place from that idea that it needs to look like something and that can block the real raw expression of the movement for your body um so i totally get that and and um i just offer you that there is a way of reconnecting to it from a different place mm. and that it doesn't need to be that doesn't need to be the first the, the, the main thing but you can get there um through other um uh, art forms you can uh, when when we work with um, expressive arts we a lot uh, um usually uh, do a lot of work with um drawing and then attaching movement to the drawing and developing from there and it's um it's not a dance necessarily um but it's movement and um it's coming from from a place that that um sometimes we we haven't really explored before we haven't really been aware of before you know mm-hmm. and so with your um your sense of purpose with everything that you're working on um correct me if i'm wrong and please elaborate but basically you're helping us as a as a collective um know how to practice these things and and notice sensations and and express the sensations so it's like even for me with that exercise of drawing and then turning it into movement like to me i see that as i used to teach i see that as an exercise to help like like um nurture that habit in a sense or something is that can you connect that like is that what we can like i would love to go to you for that sense of like practice and and like exercise into that oh like the truth and authenticity behind what's actually going on yes um i i do believe that most of the time we have none to very little awareness of what really is going on mm-hmm. um until we start really like practicing it um and building around it yeah yeah so what what the what art can do for us is um bring that experience from the inner to the outer and then when you have it from the subjective to the objective you have something that you can see that you can take distance from and then then you can work with and from because the cognitive we need we need language to talk about um things and um what happens when we don't have the language yet 
to talk about the things. We don't understand what, what it is even that we are talking about. Mm-hmm. So art is that that other language that doesn't necessarily is cognitive. It, it is cognitive when we are writing, but it can come from, from an, an intuitive place more, more than from a conceptual space, you know, in our minds. But um, yeah, so with arts, we build, we, we, we bring, we bring that, that experience from the, the inside, that experience that is in the unconscious, that information that is in the body, and we put it outside on the paper. Um, and then from there, we have something to look at and to work with. And then we can start engaging the, the, cognit- the cognition again, you know. Um, and like I told you about, you know, like what, it, what is the symbolic meaning of you know, um, the, what is the word that you said? The five fibros? Fibroid, yeah. Yeah, so what, what is the symbolic meaning of that? So um, we, can, we can explore that through the drawing and through um, what, are, what, is, what, what is that Im- image invoking in you? What other images is it invoking? What words, what, what sensations, what feelings? And from there, you, and, and then we can uh, connect it with movement. And and from the movement, sometimes you 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 start well, you start moving your body, and information gets released, and then you start receiving it. You know, it's like creating that safe space for the information to 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 be released, and for the the um, conscious awareness to 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 become. Um, for the conscious mind to become aware of it so now you're bringing it outside and and you have agency over it you can do something with it and you can understand what where it's coming from does this make sense oh my goodness i am sitting here like swaying in in like a blanket of gratitude because um you know, I, it's funny, I understand those concepts on a regular basis, but because it's so deep and so it feels so important, I got lost in the pain. I got lost in like the fear, mm-hmm. whereas it's like, let's the stepping outside aspect that I've been learning over my self-development journey is really essential to be able to just look at it and just witness it and be like, okay, so no, this is really resonating. And I also feel like for people listening, you know, like, you help us on a full journey to that. And if people aren't feeling as courageous right now to, for example, sign up with you for a workshop or something or a meditative session, like if they're not, if they don't, if they're not there yet, just know that there is a, a step that you can take to start to practice witnessing and, and, and nurturing what's going on. And whether that's like, writing a sentence or talking to someone like just try little things to expand on where you are right now um find practice the courage to look into your body and tap into your body and then reach out when you're ready and when it feels right to someone like yourself to have more guidance on really doing it full justice and watching it move completely through and releasing it out into the universe to then be at a new place for something different to come. Yes. So. I really do believe that we have to respect where we are um, mm-hmm. in order to, to go somewhere else, you know. Um, and um, the beautiful thing about art and about meditation is that it meets you wherever you are. And there is, um, there is a way of practicing that um, whenever, it is, whenever it becomes invasive and it feels um, that it's really harming you, it's, it's, it, it's not, it, you're, you know, it, you're pushing it on 
beyond the point that you are prepared to to really go mm-hmm. and but there is a way to be gentle with it you know i i always and I, like you were saying like for me it's more working rather than the coll- i think the the collective is you know composed by individuals mm-hmm. so i'm more much more interested in working directly with the individual mm-hmm. and and helping um, this individual create space around their experience and awareness around their experience so um, their transformation can impact the collective you know mm-hmm. and each each of us has our own story and we need to respect it and honor it and and I, I do believe that art and and meditation and these embodiment practices are, a beautiful way to honor whatever we are and gently and softly um, open ourselves to um, understand um, understand ourselves and our stories, uh, the stories that we are attaching to from our past, um, understand how these stories are keeping us stuck sometimes, <clears throat> a lot of the times. Um, for me, I'll, I'll give you an, a more concrete example. Like for me, when I started doing body therapy, actually, um, every practice that we went through for a long period of time, it would take me to my throat. Mm. And I just felt this constriction. And with practice, I started noticing very um, clearly this this sensation on my throat, always there. And it's always there. It's just that we, when we are practicing becoming aware of it, we can notice it. But it's there when we are not noticing either, you know. So <clears throat> from noticing, I also noticed that it wasn't always the same. Sometimes it was more solid. Sometimes it was more, um, it moved, it shifted. And by noticing it, I could start exploring what what that meant for me what is what what is the symbolic meaning of my throat you know what is the sensation in my throat wanting to tell me and through movement and and drawing and and all of that i i could start understanding making the connection of um how i created that how basically that was like a a holding my body was holding a story mm. on, that, on that space you know, and I, it, I could, it, it, became, it started to become clear for me what was that story. And of course, like this process involves also talking. So we are constantly talking and, and making, um, making sense through the whole body and the mind of whatever it is that, that we are um, meeting. Um, and by, by just like attending to that, by acknowledging that sensation and attending to it and exploring it, it really got a lot better. And it got a lot better also because knowing what, where it was coming from, what was mani- what, what in my life was manifesting that I was able to address that in my life. I was able to shift that belief. Mm. Woof. And in the shifting is where the healing and releasing and all that came question yeah. mark. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Shift and it's a process, you know, it's a process. And I still go back to it from time to time. And I still have to remind myself, like, hey, you don't need to go to that box. That's not your box. 
you don't build that box for yourself. Someone else did. You don't have to go and live there. <laughs> you know, you can choose to walk a different way and build your own box or not leaving any box if you don't want to live in boxes, you know. When you're choosing to walk away from that box, you're literally your DNA is shifting scientifically speaking into this new direction, into this new feeling, into this new practice and energy and lifestyle. And that's where we hear about these miracles. And and from what I'm gathering is, you know, that's where we hear about those miracles of where people can heal themselves without even any medicine, right. Or any sort of outside influence that um, they've just completely shifted their perspective and practice in life. And that, that can heal Yes. Um, things in your body that's so powerful yes, um, our, our brains have the ability to change right it's not neuroplasticity so when once you start shifting your um your your beliefs and and um understanding what is my belief do i really believe this do i really agree with this no if i don't i have a choice i don't need to repeat it i can choose to do something different that's when you start rewiring the the, the brain um and teaching it that it can be another way and that's when your behavior really starts to change and then when you repeat that over and over and over and over you create a new pattern and then it's a more health it's a more helpful and and authentic pattern because it really was um explored it really it's intentional you're you you're not just repeating something that it's unconscious that you don't even know why you're repeating. You're really intentional about it. You're really intentional about why I am saying what I'm saying. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And then, you know, that's um, uh, taking responsibility for the way we want to live our lives. Woo-wee. Like slow clap to like full um, standing ovation from a crowd that that was so beautiful. And it, and you know, if people have any sort of um, fear or disconnect around either intuition or feelings, it's like, if you have a more rational mind, it, it, it truly is scientifically proven. Like if you look into this, it's also science. It's also rational as irrational as it can seem and inexplicable as it can seem. It really does all work together. So thank you for that. And I really think that that can, you know, the, I really, my, my purpose here sometimes is like, just take that next step, whatever that next step looks like, wherever you are. And, you know, there's space for you to be exactly where you are, right where you are, whether you're flopped on the floor, feeling like utter shit, there is space for you, whether you're flying on a rainbow, there's space for you. And someone like yourself, you are going to hold space and help exercise these new neural pathways in our bodies and in our um, energy and, and to become even better versions of ourselves. And, you know, yeah. So thank some, you. Can I just one more thing? Of course you can. <laughs> um, like you said, you know, sometimes it's hard to believe like the whole intuition thing, but I have something that I can offer Ooh. is, um, even for people who don't really believe that, you know, they can connect to their intuition or don't really even believe that there is such thing as intuition, I bet that they hear the voice of the inner critic, you know, mm. and we all do. And yeah. the difference between the voice of the inner critic and the voice of intuition is that the voice of intuition is soft and gentle and subtle. And it's like more like a whisper and the voice of the inner critic is a fucking yell. You know, it's yelling at us. It's aggressive. 
And it is, if there is someone in each of, in both of your ears and one person is whispering in your left ear and the other person is yelling at your right ear, of course, you're going to hear the one who's yelling, you know? Mm-hmm. So again, like this practice of um, increasing awareness and space around your thoughts, around um, your bodily sensations and, and, and all of that is, is a practice of really like the practice, the practice of is um, allowing our body to be in stillness and allowing our mind to create really a lot of space around thoughts and, and this is steadiness. This will bring you closer to your intuition because the, the, that gentle voice needs silence and quiet to, to be heard. Mm. You know? So maybe if you give yourself a break from this crazy, um, you know, rushed lives, uh, we, if we give, give ourselves a break, a, 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 a mo- like a few moments to pause, we can start really hearing that voice. And we, we will notice that, you know, it is there. There is a, like the, the expansion and contraction. We will notice that our bodies are talking to us. And that's the intuition, you know. <laughs> we'll yeah. notice that the things that we uh, don't know, like, do I want to go left or do I want to go right? Ask yourself, do I want to go left? And then listen to your body. What is it telling you? Is it contracting? Is it expanding? Does it feel tight? Does it feel tense? Does it feel open? You know, moving toward that thing. That's, that's, that's that voice, you know? So let's practice giving the, the inner critic a little less, less power, less strength, and making space for that subtleness to, to, to whisper and, and for us to hear it. Wow. Oh my gosh, honestly, all it's so interesting. I've been thinking about these things and talking about these things with different people for months and this you just brought everything together so well. <laughs> I'm like, wow. You know, it's um things are interconnected and and they happen at the time that they have to happen, so I'm I'm happy. Yeah, thank you. Um if you have one word sentence feeling sensation that you want to leave this um the audience with take some time with it if you need what would that be? <laughs> right so many things <laughs> yeah that's hard um, um where where you are in your life right now doesn't mean who you are mm. You know, mm. we have to learn to not attach our value to to where we are, to to what's happening in our lives. Wow! Thank you. You're worthy, right? Yes. yes. And you are loved. You are heard, seen, and loved, and worthy of taking up space. Yeah. Yes, wow. exactly. Of taking up space, take up your space. There is enough space for everybody. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm abundant it's abundant yes for more information please visit the unintentional there you can find links to the first season's podcast my books to a course that i'm creating and many different features that will link you in to what my life has been like as a dance choreographer thank you so much for listening i'm really grateful for our connection together through this podcast And please remember that if you need some serious help, there are some seriously amazing people ready for you. Asking for help means you are strong. I love you so much. You are so amazing. I truly mean that. 
and I can't wait to connect with you somehow, somewhere in the future.